Welcome to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean, Living the Challenge. Our program is designed to offer solutions to those individuals with exceptional needs, plus families, professionals, and educators. Dr. Sean and his guests will share ideas that you can begin using immediately in order to promote a harmonious relationship and move forward. Now, here is your host, Dr. Sean Surface. Well, hello, Voice America listeners. It has been way too long since I have done a show. Uh, Last year, in 2021, we were all dealing with so many things, uh, whether it was personal health issues or worldwide health issues and keeping businesses going and keeping kids in school. So it's been a lot, and I just didn't have that focus to produce a show. So the last time I did a show was in June of 2021. That's a long time, and we are now back, and we hope to continue to do our weekly shows again and bring you information. You know, the show has always been about what can we do to bring resources to you as a parent of a child with a disability, as an individual with a disability, or as a professional working with people with disabilities. And right now, people are really, really tough on themselves. They're anxious across the board. Uh, They're concerned about how they're going to teach their kids, how their kids are going to maintain information. They're really, um, including myself, caught up in concerns in regards to did our kids lose out? They were out for so long. How is it possible that our kids with special needs would not fall back uh, during uh, that homeschool COVID time. And so then we came back to school in August or September, and over the last three or four months, people have been attempting to get kids back on board, back into that mode of, of, of even going to bed at the right time and waking up at the right time. And I'm seeing an incredible amount of stress and pressure. The amount of pressure on teachers, the amount of pressure on administrators right now of school programs. Uh, My good friend Michelle runs uh, uh, preschool programs throughout uh, the Los Angeles area. And she has had tremendous challenges just keeping her kids healthy and making sure that her the parents that uh, drop their kids off with her feel safe and so it's a a lot and one of the things that I have been talking to people about when they're telling me about how stressful things have been is I go you know sometimes in life we just kind of got to meet in the middle you can't always be at your best, but it doesn't mean that we have to withdraw and, in a sense, be at our worst either. Meeting in the middle is a way that you still can be productive, but not necessarily uh, at you know the the best production possible. There's a lot of feelings of anxiousness and. Where, where does that come from? 
Well, we know from our past discussions, for one, a lot of anxiety comes from what we put ourselves on for our future thinking. We start thinking about, well, if I do this and then I do this, then if I do this, this will happen. But what happens is we get to the first or second step and we find out, uh uh-oh, it's not exactly going the way that I thought it was going to go. So now I can't do step three or step four. So now, you know, I'm a failure because I haven't been able to do what I want to do. So I'll forget it. I'm just not going to do it. Well, why wasn't just accomplishing step one and two for this moment good? Why couldn't we find some support for ourselves by just saying, hey, yeah, okay, I got one and two done? Because we're very much oriented towards production and success. And just as any point in our work year as a counselor, as a therapist, as an interventionist, as a teacher, or as a parent working on a daily basis to try and provide support, you're always trying to do your best. You're always trying to create a type of program that will, or life, that will make your child have a good quality life. So is it not possible that we can do things that would help each other rather than judge each other? Because here's the thing, and let's go back into our discussions of present moment awareness. The first thing that happens when we start thinking about returning to school and being in school is thinking about the last times we were there and what happened and how was it when we were in school last. Well, it may have been hunky-dory. It may have been running and functioning just perfectly, but there's a good chance that it was starting to become, in a sense, disruptive because COVID was coming. People didn't know what to do. All of a sudden, we were having some days off or we were shutting down. Then all of a sudden, we went to a full-on shutdown No more social life for kids, no more social life for adults, no more interaction, normal interactions with teachers and students, students having difficulty being motivated. So when these things started to occur, all of a sudden we go, wait a minute, is everything going to be like that again? Is everything going to be as it was when we, when this all first started? So that history and it's a history that could be considered a history of, of, a, of a limited failure, that you felt like you didn't do well in that past history. So, uh-oh, if I go back to it, the same thing's going to happen. Okay, well, now you're future thinking. Now you're thinking, okay, if I do this, I'm definitely going to have problems. The students are going to have problems. Am I going to be able to handle all of their behavioral issues? Am I going to be able to handle the uh, getting them motivated. So what are some of the things that one might be able to do to reduce some stress on yourself? Well, for one, what's happening today? What are you planning today? What is your goal for your students today? Because that's not based on a history and that's not a future thought that's what you're going to be working on with them in front of them today in the present and 
what one can do to start a reduction of stress or to keep the stress levels down is when we're back into a consistent mode like we are have been for the last several months one of the things that we can do too when we see our students or our kids getting too frustrated is we can go back to like previously mastered things that they already know how to do and let them show us how they already know how to do something because it makes them feel so good to know that they have produced a skill appropriately and correctly rather than them showing you something that they're just trying to learn, not doing it exactly right, and unfortunately then feeling like, oh, I really don't know how to do this. And routines are not the same as they were when we were in our school or work or even our home lives. Our schedules have changed. Routines have changed. With a lot of our, our kids, uh, routine is really important. It becomes really difficult to do things when they're not in a routine uh, 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 mode. So all of a sudden now, we start changing up the schedule. We start changing up how we do things. And... Let's prioritize the stuff that's really important to change. Like, okay, we have a new, like, recess time. Okay, new recess time is a big deal because the kids were used to doing their morning circle, doing their reading, doing half of their math, and then going out for recess. Now they're going to do their morning circle, do their reading, do all of their math, and then go out to uh, recess. So we might find that, hey, you know what? We know that they can get through that reading thing. They haven't been used to doing all the math. Let's still just do half the math this week. And then for the other 15 minutes that we have left, let's play a game for each person that finishes their math, the math that's supposed to be finished on that day. They get to come join the game table and as a prior, as something that will be uh, productive but fun, and you can decide how those small steps, those small little things that you do, maybe the next day or or a couple of days later, you guys do a couple more math problems, and then line up at the door, sing a song, and then go out, and then the you know a week later, okay, now we're used to doing all of our math, and now we're ready to go out to to recess. Yeah, recess is a little bit later, but we've gotten our work done, and we've accomplished these small little steps. Really important because consistency is everything. If you can be consistent and do a similar or same thing on a daily basis when you find that stress levels are high around you, do so. Because that consistency alone, that structure alone, is the thing that makes a kid go, ah, when they know what's coming. And, and, and for adults, too, anybody dealing with a sense of anxiousness, if you have some consistency and some planning, you're going to far less feel the concerns of those future uh, fears that you're fear and you're really not going to 
dive so much into your historic past because you're you're happy about what's gone on in the present moment. So we've come up upon our first break time. And when we get back from our break, going to discuss some things that we can do to support the family and support ourselves during some transition times. So thank you for being with me today. And we'll be back in a little bit. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life has its joys and challenges. At Total Programs, we can assist you with the challenges and show you that solutions are possible when good strategies are put into place. At Total Programs, we understand how difficult your day can be. And our goal is to assist your family in having the supportive, safe, and successful environment where love and joy can reign. We can design programs and strategies to bring you the success, safety, and support that you desire for your home, school, and community. Call 1-866-54-TUTOR or visit TotalPrograms.org. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean, Living the Challenge. We'd love to encourage your participation in the program. Call into 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to seansurface at totalprograms.org. Now, back to this week's show. What was really nice, and welcome back from our break, what, what was really nice over the last six months that I hadn't really been doing the show is I have received many emails from listeners and from uh, parents that I've worked with that have been listening to the show and colleagues that were asking when's the next show coming. And so that, that was really nice to know that I had their, their support, people's support behind me. And, and things happen in our lives, you know. Not only was there a tremendous amount of things going out on in the the, the big world, um, but I, I myself had, you know, some medical issues that I dealt with, and you know that brings up a lot of stress, brings up a lot of concern of whether or not you're going to be able to do what needs to be done, and you know, are people going to still find you necessary? Do they find you helpful? So, you know, I have an excellent team uh, of people that work with me. And so when things, when I can't do certain things, I, I count on them. And when they can't do certain things, I count on me. So it's okay to look to others for support, for acknowledgement of what You've done recognition of what you've done. You can tell people about what you've done so they know to recognize you for it. Don't assume that people will know what's going on in your life because their lives are really, really busy too. And the one of the really hard things right now is that people are not following through as they used to. And 
there is a it's not a, a disinterest it's just that people are taking a lot longer to do things and kids are taking a lot longer to accomplish things in the classroom outside of home uh, to the point where it looks like a regression it looks like a lot of our kids are falling behind falling back in their abilities to do their schoolwork and um, but they, they 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 got on this weird schedule during COVID that you know they would have their schooling very little homework so they weren't really used to doing a lot of things outside of those virtual sessions those virtual sessions based on how good your internet was would come and go and you might uh, have a really good lesson with your teacher you might have gotten cut out 20 times um, so concentration keeping attention is difficulty one of the things that we look at is executive function how much are you able to deal with what's going on in front of you and manipulate it into whatever way you need to so that you can either learn from it or utilize the thing you're trying to do. It's a combination of attention and memory and cognitive abilities that allow for planning. So planning is a huge part of stress reduction because we say the opposite, what stress is, another word for it is worry, right? And what is worry? Worry is fear. What are you usually fearing? The future. What may happen? Why do you fear that future? Uh, because things like that happened in the past when I did similar things. Okay. So instead of fearing it, let's plan for it. Let's know, yeah, you know what? You're right. It's going to happen. One of the things that we can do as parents or care providers is that we can ask our teachers, like, what are you guys working on? Because I want to be able to do some of that with my kid at home. And it's not homework. It's caring. It's generalizing the, the work from one environment to the next. And it's so important because kids need to know that their skills that they're learning in a certain place are for a reason. That they're picking up those skills at school so that they can then turn around and, of course, use them in the real world. A lot of our kids are coming home really stressed or they don't want to leave to go to school because they're feeling overwhelmed and stressed out. We often suggest that, and this originally was for children with sensory uh, overstimulation, such as children with autism, uh, we would create in the house what's called a safe zone. And it could be in their bedroom, it could be in a very uh, the living room, a part of the house that's not so stimulating, that's not so overwhelming, that can be a quiet spot in the house for decomposition so that you can decompress and be, not decompensation, sorry, decompression, that you can decompress from some of that stress that you're feeling. And the safe zone usually will have 
you know, just some comfortable things in it, maybe a pillow or two, maybe a, a kind of a heavier blanket. Um, if it's uh, hot, you might have a fan that's blowing near there. Also, the sound of the fan is a very soothing sound. Uh, we create a uh, uh, this area so that kids can start to independently regulate their stress. And it's just like, okay, you come home, you're feeling stressed out, hey, go hang in the safe zone. Nobody's going to ask you to do anything while you're there. You can stay there. Enjoy yourself. If you do find that kids go in and never want to come out, then you might have to use a timer to say, okay, we have a certain amount of time that we can be in the safe zone. But if the kid is stressed about school, you don't have to have a really, really long, deep conversation about it. Okay? You do not need to have too much school talk is maybe more than is needed. If he says, nobody's playing with me, oh, it is hard when at school when nobody wants to play with us. Maybe you bring something to school tomorrow that you want to share and see if kids want to share it with you too. So what do you want for dinner tonight? And you move on. You don't continue to over-talk something because you're stressed and you don't know exactly how to fix this problem for your kid. So instead, you kind of overcompensate by talking about it way too much. Okay, so when that does become the issue, look at your own stress. Jung always said to us, before we change anything in a child, first observe ourselves as parents. So... If your stress levels are extremely high, what are you doing to keep your stress at a acceptable level so that you can handle life? Because, you know, in the philosophy of stoicism, when they see somebody's stoic, it doesn't mean that they're strong and can handle everything. It means stoicism is about a philosophy that in life, Sorry, I can't say it in a different way, but shit happens and quite often. And if you're never prepared for that to happen, if you never put on your wading boots so you can wade through all that poop, you're going to end up pretty dirty most of the time. And so if you have the knowledge base and the mentality that there's never in life a time where everything goes perfectly and everything goes the way that you want it to. Life usually doesn't work so sequentially and in our favor, but it quite often does end up working out in our same pathway that we were on before, except with the little detour. You know, you're on this road, you know where you're going, and all of a sudden the road is blocked because the bridge went down. Okay, shit happens. So, what do you do? You have to take an alternative route. You're not giving up on your trip. You're just now going to have to go 10 miles out of your way in order to get to the same place. 
So if it's going to take a little longer for us to get our kids to be able to do stuff right now, if it's going to uh, be a little bit more uh, uh, stressful to uh, get the work done on time, first of all, know it. Walk in knowing that, yeah, right now things are stress, but I've got to check on my own stress, so I know that I'm at about a 3 out of 10 right now. So that's pretty good. I'm able to handle something that's a 5 or a 6. I think if it gets to an 8 or a 9, I'm probably going to start to shut down myself. But if I can keep it, you know, at a lower level, maybe I uh, maybe I'm not as as at fault as I think. And that leads me to the the next idea that I want to bring out, which is we got to be prepared for emotional situations. You know, our kids, our, our young teenagers, you know, they're meeting new people, they're, they're re-engaging with people that they haven't either met before, because they're, they're now in new schools, or they're, you know, going back to classrooms where they, you know, had interactions with people, and they may have been good, they may not have been. But while they are in their school programs or out in the community or in your home working on stuff, they're going to have emotional times. And I will say that if you can allow yourself a no-fault mentality, like nobody's at fault for this, things happen, nobody did something wrong, nobody's bad, you will find that without having the fault mentality on you, without having a blame feeling, which then leads to a shame or a guilt feeling, you're going to be a lot less stressed. You're going to be a lot less concerned in regards to if something works out or doesn't work out. Yeah, you want it to work out. You want the thing that you're putting your energy towards not to be a waste but if you set forth to do something and you do what you can do in regards to that maybe there's more that you need to learn to do but it's no one person's fault because there is no one variable that moves anything we're always looking at multivariable analysis in regards to what goes on in our lives. So with the no-fault mentality, you take a lot of pressure off yourself. Well, we've come to our second break, and so we will take a short break and think about what I've been talking about in regards to that no-fault mentality. It will help reduce the stress that you put on yourself. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life has its joys and challenges. At Total Programs, we can assist you with the challenges and show you that solutions are possible when good strategies are put into place. 
At Total Programs, we understand how difficult your day can be. And our goal is to assist your family in having a supportive, safe, and successful environment where love and joy can reign. We can design programs and strategies to bring you the success, safety, and support that you desire for your home, school, and community. Call 1-866-54-TUTOR or visit TotalPrograms.org. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has a mobile app for iOS, Android, or Amazon Kindle. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean, Living the Challenge. We'd love to encourage your participation in the program. Call into 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to seansurface at totalprograms.org. Now, back to this week's show. Okay, hi, welcome back again. Been talking about a concept of meeting in the middle. You know, you have very, very high expectations for ourselves at times, and sometimes we have like zero expectation. And it's not even an expectation. We've decided I don't want to have anything to do with it. And that I don't want to have anything to do with it shows us at a very high stress level and that up that, that that other end of the continuum where everything I can't you know it's going to be work out great and everything's going to be is probably over uh, optimistic and can lead to uh, when it doesn't work out the way that you want to unmotivating non reinforcing uh, situations which might stop you from trying again in the future. So why have these extremely high expectation or have no expectation? Can't we meet in the middle? Can't we look at what are some different ways? We know that the options for this year's schooling have been very different. Okay? I mean, we're in the classroom sailing along. We then get a notice that kid has been exposed 
Sometimes the classroom has to shut down or a kid has to stay home or several kids have to stay home in quarantine or dad comes home and he's been away and he tests positive and now everybody has to stay home. So what goes on? I, parents still have to work. Kids still have to go to school. How are we going to deal with that? Well, new options have been established so that we do have some hybrid models still in place. We do have the ability to keep things going with the understanding that, yeah, this is going to happen. Without a doubt, there's going to be a challenge that happens in regards to COVID. COVID is going to be around, is not going anywhere. It's not going to be like all of a sudden on May, March 1st, a couple days ago, I just noticed like everybody took off their masks. It's like, okay, that's that high end level of the expectation at the far end of we're going to be highly successful. But if we do this too quickly and people start getting sick again, then we're going to go back to that fear and being over precautious. And again, we could just kind of do it down the middle and wear a mask where you're around a lot of people. If you're indoors with people you don't know, yeah, maybe you want to wear a mask. If somebody, you know, if you don't feel so great yourself, wear a mask so you don't get other people sick. So, you know, there's expectations that can be set, but they've got to be communicated. When you have an expectation in your head, and then the thing doesn't happen, and then you get angry because the person didn't follow through with your uh, uh, mental expectation. Uh, you, it's very hard to show empathy for your understanding when you have not communicated what the expectation is. So not only is there a lack of communication there on the expectation, but then the person is not reciprocated with any type of reinforcement, meaning like, well, I thought I did what you wanted to, and now you're mad at me. Well, no, you didn't do what I wanted you to do, but also I never even told you what I wanted you to do. So, you know, the, the expectation was in my head. Uh, I'm disappointed because it didn't happen, but who am I disappointed in? You? Because you didn't read my mind the, the disappointment unfortunately would would lie within oneself so how do you and, and too many disappointments cause shutdown okay i give up i don't want to do this anymore i've been trying this is ridiculous okay why does that happen well you know we didn't plan we worried so we thought maybe if we just do whatever, this whatever will happen the right way. We didn't communicate our expectations. You know, if there is going to be a change of program, if there's going to be a new thing coming into the home, be upfront about it. Don't your worry about what may happen will far surpass more, more than likely what will actually happen. So you're going to have this like social fear or this concern of, of, of not being recognized for what you've done or this concern of doing it incorrectly. And these things 
that you fear in your head that you think people are going to respond to you poorly. Oh, he didn't do a good job. Oh, she didn't know what she was doing. I knew she shouldn't have done that to begin with because she never knows what she's doing. All these things that you say to yourself or you create in your head probably are not the way that other people are thinking about it. Right now, the majority of people out there are just like, I'm cool with everything as long as it doesn't bring me another problem. But if it brings me a problem, are you there to help me with it too? Or am I all on my own? Because one of the biggest issues in regards to fear, anxiety, and problem solving is that you feel alone. You feel like you are the one dealing with this issue and nobody else really knows what you're, what you're going through. Well, the reality is that that's very, not, very much not true. That in this glorious world of ours, multiple people go through the same exact issues that you're going through. You know, and unfortunately what happens is until we see like something much bigger than what we're going through, like some big problem, like right now the Ukrainian war. I mean, we look at that and we see these people that are displaced and and, and, and mothers, you know, with their kids trying to keep them alive and people being bombed. And, and then we look at our, our issues that are, you know, sprinklers not working or that are, you know, our, our package didn't arrive on time or whatever it is, you know, that our bills weren't, you know, our invoices weren't paid on time. You know, we look at these things and, yeah, they're big issues. They affect a lot of people, but they're so minuscule in regards to life-threatening issues. So, you know, our grandmothers, mothers, right? used to say to us when we weren't eating our food, you know, there's children starving in Africa or China or whatever. I mean, they always chose someplace. And and so that made you feel bad. Like, okay, that their life is worse than yours. Therefore, you should do the right thing. Well, that may be a guilt uh, 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 approach not one that I am recommending. What I'm recommending is realizing that other people are dealing with the same kind of issues that you're dealing with. And that one of the things that we have to understand is that we're under unprecedented pressure. This year and last, we have never felt this kind of concern on us before. We've never had, not for a hundred years, where we have dealt with such stress around health. Now, I will say, the second thing that has now entered into our existence is war. And now people are on edge about that. Not that bombs are going to drop in California or in Iowa or in New York. But that general sense of uh, things not being stable, that unsteadiness. Let's be empathetic towards each other. So if somebody pisses you off, 
because they did something or forgot to do something. Close your eyes and count to five. And if that doesn't work, count to ten. And if that doesn't work, leave the room, wash your face, come back. Don't immediately get on that person because I will guarantee you that they are dealing with with major stuff. And at school, when you're in the midst of, or actually at home, when you're in the midst of a behavioral issue, first of all, attempt to not concern yourself with the others around you. Nobody is guilting or shaming you for trying to help a kid become stable. However, I would suggest that you take some notes and you journal around what happened after it happened because you can see patterns of your own behavior and how your reactions are to certain things and you will have a self-realization that maybe your level of reaction was too high. Try to evaluate what went well during that situation. Okay, he was really, really pissed. He was ready to throw a chair, but he talked to me. And he did eventually put the chair down. I was really worn down. He was worn down. So we both decided together that we were just going to go and take a walk outside and that we didn't have to do any more work. You don't have to be upset with yourself for not being able to control this kid. You don't have to, he doesn't have to be upset with the fact that he had to externalize in such a way. You know, if you're in a situation where you're feeling overwhelmed, reach out. Talk to the school psychologist at your school. Talk to the school counselor. Talk to one of the parents in your classroom about you know, talk to them about their kid and what they're dealing with at home. You don't have to be the lone ranger. You don't have to be alone in what you're trying to do. Let's work together to follow up together on new behavioral issues and educational differences. You know, what are, are there times where those kids are having a good time or is it all difficulty? So what, on our third and last uh, uh, break, and when we return, we're going to pick up on this concept of empathy and understanding and encouragement. So we'll be back in a moment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life has its joys and challenges. At Total Programs, we can assist you with the challenges and show you that solutions are possible when good strategies are put into place. At Total Programs, we understand how difficult your day can be, and our goal is to assist your family in having the supportive, safe, and successful environment where love and joy can reign. We can design programs and strategies to bring you the success, safety, and support that you desire for your home, school, and community. Call 1-866-54-TUTOR or visit TotalPrograms.org. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. 
It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean, Living the Challenge. We'd love to encourage your participation in the program. Call into 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to seansurface at totalprograms.org. Now, back to this week's show. Okay, well, welcome back. And what we are talking about is the uh, concept that I call meeting in the middle, that when we have expectations for ourselves and for our kids, they don't have to be at an ultra-high level and they don't have to be absent. We can find a spot in the middle that works for us and for our kids so that they can be successful and that we can also have success. You know, the future is only scary when you don't have a plan. So if you're working with behavioral interventionists, teachers, special education teachers, specialists like speech pathologists or occupational therapists or physical therapists, if you have a instructional assistant, a one-on-one paraeducator that's working in your classroom with you or uh, with your son or daughter, discuss things with them. Don't do, it's not wise, and I would suggest to not send them off in the morning and then just wait for them to come back in the afternoon with no communication between environments. It would be good to have a plan for the day that's written down. So even if it's such that says get up, get breakfast together, get dressed, get kiddo to school, work on home projects, pick up son and daughter from school, make dinner, help kiddo with XXX, whatever that is, homework, treatments, whatever it is, have dinner, have bath time, relaxation with some TV, bedtime. Now you know what your schedule is, so you've got some visual prompts there to know what's happening because in your head you may wake up, oh my God, I've got so much to do today. How am I going to get through all these things? How am I going to get him to school? How am I going to get all these meals done? How am I going to get the stuff done at the house that I need to get done? How am I going to be able to pick him up on time? Am I really going to be able to get dinner together? I don't know what his homework is going to be like. All these things that come into your head, put them down so that you can see it as a visual reminder that, okay, one thing, then the next thing, then the next thing. And I am suggesting highly that you work within what you're working on at the time. So if you're working on breakfast, 
then you don't have to worry about your home project that you have to work on later because you know you have time set apart for that later. And if breakfast doesn't work out, like your kid won't eat, okay. Nobody has ever purposefully starved to death. So if a kid is hungry, they will eat. If they're not hungry, forcing that food on them is only going to bring up stress and frankly, an aversive around that breakfast time. So you might instead look at what you've served for breakfast, the quantity, the, uh, 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 is it the same thing as usual or is it something new? Both can be a positive or a negative. But there's no fault. Go easy on each other. If your wife, your husband, if the teacher, if your paraeducator doesn't do the thing exactly the way that you expected them to do it, talk to them about it again. And maybe the next time while they're in the midst of doing the thing, maybe you're around a little bit to help what's called prime them. Prompt them a little bit. Everybody needs a little bit of prompts. You've got your visual prompt so you know what's going on for you during the day. And by the way, your kiddo really needs that. They really need to know what their routine is. So if you can put out a nice visual of what they're going to do first, second, third, fourth, as they accomplish things, you can then use that for all sorts of things, including a reward system. As you get each thing done, you get, you know, uh, a quarter at the end of the day if you get all eight things done you get two dollars you know or points that add up to things as a reinforcer you can give your kid a good old huggy wuggy every single time they do something good and when they don't do the right thing rather than getting mad say let's do it together how can we do it together If the plan has some fluidity to it, if you know that certain some things are going to change up a bit, you're going to be a lot more okay with that change up than if you really felt like everything was always supposed to go the way that you originally planned it. Because it can't. How do we bring ourselves down when we are stressed and when we are worked up as a friend recently said when our lids are flipped how can we reduce our stress well one thing is we look at is mindfulness and next week on the show I'm going to start again talking about ACT acceptance and commitment training which is a form of mindfulness in combination with applied behavior analysis that will help us to bring down our stress and be very productive. When you value something, you will put your energy towards that thing that you value and you will commit yourself towards working towards it, even if it becomes difficult. But if you don't f find value in what you're being asked to do or what you have for one reason or another chosen to do you're probably not going to get committed and follow through with it 
And then you're going to be stressed and guilted for not following through with something that you had no value in the first place. So now you're feeling shame and guilt around something that you don't have value around. So that conversation will continue in our next show in regards to how do we understand our own value and our own commitments. Things that we are teaching our kids are meditations and breathing methodology, visual imagery, progressive muscle relaxation, things that will bring the engine down. Because we want to know, and a kid needs to know, like, how, how's my engine running? How's my body reacting to this stress? Is my heart beating really fast? Am I breathing quickly? Am I sweating? Am I quote-unquote, freaking out over this situation. When you can take a measurement of yourself, you're in the present moment and you're going to bring it all down because it's that history and that future stuff that's making you all worked up in the first place. When we're unaware of something, we ask questions. Don't have to be the expert on everything. You're on a team. You're on a team of people that you're working with in your life. There really is no failure. There's only maybe a lack of learning from our past. We really do want to have the opportunity to learn from situations that we go through and not feel guilt or upset or anger over our quote-unquote failures because there's so many parts of trying to do something that it's extremely unlikely that your failure quote-unquote uh, is, uh, is truly actually a failure. More than likely there are certain parts that you did perfectly that went exactly the way that you wanted them to go. But there also may have been situations that you want to do differently. And so next week, we are going to look at how to examine those, that mentality. How can you feel that you are still with purpose. And with that, I have to say goodbye. Remember that on this show, we celebrate your successes and we support you through your challenges. Thank you very much. Have a blessed day and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. Thanks so much for listening to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean. Living the Challenge. Be sure to join us again next Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week.